1: And welcome to another edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Ricky, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and brother,
3: Clive. Good evening. Good evening, Ricky, and if I don't see you, good night, good morning, and good afternoon.
1: Why would you not see me?
3: It was a Truman Show reference.
1: Oh, I don't get that, I don't really get it. But anyway... Moving on. We have um, a guest with us tonight. We were actually supposed to have two, but one of them couldn't come on. So we have Rance returning again. He is one third of the Outsiders Edge. Good evening, Rance. Good evening, guys. I see it started already.
0: The hate from Ricky to Clive has started and we're not even two minutes in.
1: I'm not even a minute in.
3: Well, luckily because of the adverts for powerslam.tv at the start of this, it just went over two minutes, so um, there you go. I mean, I'm
1: mean, i not entirely sure if that's a dig at me for not plugging that straight out of the gate, but I'll do all that at the end.
3: No, it, it was it was just a, a cheeky attempt at a plug, to be honest with you.
1: Well, now since uh, Clyde brought it up, uh, you can get a free month of over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from across the globe on powerslam.tv with the promo code social suplex so moving on we may also have a a little guest appearance later on in the show but we'll see Um, before we get kind of going through the card and discussing each match and then maybe moving on to Raw and Smackdown I certainly want to talk about Raw because there was a a return or a or a debut, however you want to put it, that I would, it got me quite excited. Um, but, Ranch, just quickly, just how, what was your overall thoughts about Extreme Rules? Home Run.
0: On a weekend where almost every major company had a major show, they stole, they stole the weekend. Extreme Rules was the best show of the weekend. And like, and, most people would, especially in this era where everybody criticizes WWE, I'm sure most would think that that's a shocking revelation, but no, I think most people would agree. Extreme Rules was the best top-to-bottom show. They had an amazing show.
3: Clive? Yeah, coming out of it, I hadn't really thought about comparing it to other shows, partly because I didn't really see most of the other ones. I saw some of Evolve, but I was very... Very satisfied with about 90% of the show. There was 10% that irked me, but I will touch on that a wee bit later. It's a, it's a soft 10%, put it that way. But overall, once I was saying on Twitter the other day, they've quietly been putting on a really good year of pay-per-views and it's continued. You've had, I won't, I won't add Super Showdown into the equation. Purely I've just not seen it. But from many accounts, it's not that great. Money in the Bank. Stomping grounds and this one here, Extreme Rules. That's three in a row. Pretty solid, solid wrestling throughout the night, and more often than not, it's one of those ones where the booking leaves people happy. So count me, count me satisfied. Colour me satisfied.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm more in agreement with Clive. Well, uh, probably both obviously I would say the vast majority of it kind of um, made me happy, uh, gave me a satisfaction type feel. And there's one thing especially that, you know, I know it's polarising. Um, I wouldn't say the Brock Lesnar thing put a dampener on things or or left a silver note or anything. I think for me it was just, you know, like, it is what it is. You know, we're kind of, beating a dead horse here when we keep talking about it but it's something we need to discuss. But overall top to bottom. Um it was certainly um as Ran the home run it was it was more than solid. Um like I say overall, really loved it. I, I never had a chance to watch Evolve. I've not watched the AEW show. Um I watched night two or day two of G One. Um and it I I wouldn't, I would different I would think overall in comparison to both, I don't think there's much between them. Um, but for Extreme Rules alone, what um, like I say there's not. There may probably only one negative to come out of it, in my opinion. Um, so we may, I, I think we may as well just touch on that straight away. Um, so we had Barn Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I think the major talking point is obviously what took place after the match
3: mm-hmm.
1: but what were your thoughts on the match itself and then the subsequent crashing? Lance? Well, um, Baron Corbin is a heat magnet.
0: Uh, we've been talking about him for a while now um, and it, he could unbutton his shirt and he'll get heat. Like it's, it's a skill. Like he truly has honed into this that skill. Um I'm, I feel like a bunch of people, myself included, were kind of really souring on these two feuds. Not because they weren't good, but like they had reached their level of... They had reached their past due date. Like, I was tired of seeing Becky square off with Lacey. I was tired of seeing Baron square off with Seth. So this was a really interesting way to put them together and do something different. Um, I think I was also skeptical of going into this of Becky and Seth on screen because they have no chemistry, none. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Like I, I watched like, um, you know, Sheamus's, uh Brave Change videos and some of the stuff they do online. Like they have chemistry, they just don't have it on screen. Uh-huh. Um, but the the match was fun as hell. Lacey's really green, but they covered up a lot of that. But letting Baron get that heat. By giving her the end of days, bro, I jumped up and I screamed at the TV. I was so, I was <laughs> yeah. like, that popped me so hard. He gave me the end of days, called called Seth a little piece of shit, I know. and then Seth proceeded to beat the hell out of him. It was tremendous. I loved every minute of it. So it was it was, it was a really fun end to the night. The right people won in the way that they should have won. And then, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the Brock Lesnar thing not right now or not.
3: Well, first, let's see the whole as that end of days was happening, before Becky sort of ran up to thinking oh wait, they're going to do it, they're going to do it, they're going to do it, and they did it, and I thought wow, that was that was a moment to remember that one uh, and there was even a delayed reaction with the crowd, it was a, oh wait a minute, you, you're the piece of shit here, basically uh, and just calling out Seth Rollins after the fact it made Seth Rollins turn into superhero guy curb stomps all over the place, I really enjoyed how that match finished I I can't see, I didn't see much of any greenness from Lacey Evans on Sunday night to be honest I thought she did well, she has a few unique moves that sets her apart I thought Becky was really good as well she had a good night, she took that accidental chair shot right to just a cheekbone was it roughly Somebody. Kind of
0: like her, kind of like her eye, like uh-huh. right
3: around that area. Yeah. Yeah. She took it like a champ, and the just the end of days as well. She sold that, like, sold that like a trooper as well. So I, not many complaints. There were a few minutes of downtime, but I thought the setting up of the tables between both Becky and Seth was just a bit. You might not get this rant but some chuckle brothers to me to you stuff going on there, uh, a bit unnecessary, but. Overall, I was quite entertained with the match. Ricky?
1: Um, yeah, like, the match itself, I felt, was fine. At um, the end of days, is still one of the best finishers, you know, in, that, in, in, in wrestling, I think. Nobody's um, ever
0: kicked out of it, by the way, still. To yeah,
1: this day. it's... I absolutely love that finisher. Um, I've always said, like, I'm not... I'm not a Corbin fan whatsoever but I always give the credit where credit is due and we mentioned it last week Corbin always seems to rise or certainly play his part when it comes to tag matches Um, he's done that again when he hit end of days on Becky but she's fucking deserved that for a long fucking time you know (laughs) Um, yes so yeah and it's not us hating on Becky, but like you said, me and Clive have never really been on the Becky Becky hype train. Um, and that's not us hating, because I was the one that says it last year at SummerSlam, as big as Charlotte Marker I am. When Charlotte won, it felt like the wrong woman win. So, you know, um, I'm happy that, like I'm, I agree with Rance. I'm happy that these two feuds are done. The thing it got to me, just in general about the feuds, was how... Becky, sorry, how Lacey Evans was getting another, got two more title shots, because the last time she lost clean, um, she's lost clean every time, and, and, and even Corbin lost in a somewhat clean fashion, because Lacey was, was clearly on the side of Barn Corbin until Becky came down and kind of evened it up a little bit, so, yeah, uh, the match itself, like I say, it, it was fun, um, But the Lesnar cash in, just, you know, it's like we're back to having that same discussion again. What are we going to do when he's away and who's going to ultimately dethrone him again and and then what's going to then happen after that because the whole UFC thing is done. Like Lesnar's here now.
0: Yep. So are you sure he's not going to be there consistently? Now, every week, he does. I don't want him to be there every, every week. I don't want him there every week. Like I don't need to see every major star every week, but he'll I, consistently. I feel like he'll be there more. Brock has been on TV consistently this year, yep. twenty nineteen, more than any year he's
1: been been there since he's been back.
3: It was pretty, so, pretty absent things, before WrestleMania, but since Mania, he has been.
1: Even yeah, even in a just uh he's there on screen without doing much. It's still, he's there. But one thing, Clive, your camera's turned the other way, so we can't even see you. But anyway,
3: there we go. Hello.
1: Um, um, my issue with the Brock thing is, I would like to see some like, a little bit of like diversity and something different with his matches. Too many of his matches kind of are 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 too similar. Um, I know like for instance if you go back and look at the Finn one especially the Finn, Finn, Finn match at Royal Rumble was, was in hindsight it, it sounds stupid but when it was happening like I was genuinely thinking dear lord they're going to actually put Finn over here um and I didn't really feel that way about a Brock Lesnar match in a, in a long time um
0: Well, the the Bryan match made you think that. The AJ match made you think that. He smaller guys do that to Brock. Brock loves selling.
1: But those are those are like the AJ and the Bryan were like a year apart. Like it's not even like it's not the fact that Brock's on the title. Like if he defends it every pay per view and 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 he might. And like I said, he's going to be on. He's been on TV a little more. I just want to see something different, and I'm not entirely. I don't, I'm just, I wasn't that big of a fan of Seth versus Brock in the first place. Um, I love the way they've done the WrestleMania match. I love how, how they fed into the fact that we all believe Lesnar doesn't want to be here and he's only there for the money, so they came out and demanded we're going to do it first up so we can leave kind of thing. I love that. I don't know, like...
0: Can I, can I say this? Can I, I'm, I'm sorry, Clive. I just want to say this. At least let them finish telling the story. The story was never finished. Seth essentially stole the title. He kicked him in the dick. Literally, that's how he won. Mm -hmm. He kicked him in the dick and then snuck up on him with like three stomps and stole the title. That's why Brock has been stalking him literally since Money in the Bank. So now that the story, now that Brock got the title back and they're going to have hopefully their blow off at SummerSlam which Seth will probably win, we can be done with that and move on to something different. But like I hate it when they they build a story and the Brock I think I I might have been this might have been the last time I was on this show I talked to you guys about it. The Brock Seth story was literally four years in the making.
3: See, can I from check?
0: the Yeah, go ahead.
3: See people know we've got quite an infamous episode where we basically spent a whole hour and a hour in chains talking about the Brock Lesnar problem. Yes. Uh,
1: and you have a chat but, but, that everybody sorry, gets. Sorry to cut you off, but it's at the time, if if people go back and listen to that episode and you go back and look and see what was happening on TV, what we said, everything was true and was justified because he really wasn't on very often. He mm-hmm. went months and months without appearing.
3: But with, with what happened on Sunday, Paul Heyman said he was coming down the Monday beforehand. And then the Kofi match happened on Sunday and put Brock Lesnar hadn't appeared so I thought, right, Brock Lesnar's going to be coming down for the main event and he did come down. Now I will admit I was angry at the pinfall moment when Brock Lesnar retained the Universal title. Uh, I was pissed off and I thought, here we go again. A cu- one positive was for me that it wasn't Kofi that was the victim. I don't Absolutely. think, I think the, the fan backlash on that would have been quite brutal, but What you just touched on there, and that's why I was wanting to come in with this. Brock Lesnar lost the WWE title in 2015 because of a cash-in from Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. And as you say, that was four years ago. And they've had back and forth with each other. This kind of started at the Royal Rumble 2015, when you think about it.
0: He was the first person to show Lesnar's weakness with his ribs, yep.
3: Yep. And then they had the battleground match where Rollins was running away. Then the feud reignited again and they've had this on-again, off-again thing for quite a chunk of 2019. New Japan fans would call that long-term story, long-term booking. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Preach to them, Clive. Preach.
3: I'm embracing the kayfabe of this one as much as I can because I know that if I take the kayfabe hat off and I start moaning about Raw again, then I'll just not be happy. And I, tr- I try to uh, emotionally distance myself from it and just enjoy what the stories are instead of all the backstage stuff. This was all kayfabe, and it's Brock Lesnar getting his own back from four years ago. And it's just been an ongoing story, which in my opinion, as you would agree, Ranch, it's not finished yet. So I'm not as bothered by it as I once would have been
0: and i and I'll tell you this, I will come back on this show if lesnar doesn't if Lesnar doesn't drop the title to Rollins somewhere in the next month or two before we go to Fox, if Lesnar doesn't drop the title to Rollins, I'll come back on this show and I'll give the shit of all shits on brock lesnar i i will i that you can write it down you can you can book the show now because he's gonna lose the belt it's this is just a means to an end to. Elevate Rollins to another level because Rollins has never beaten him clean. This time, Rollins will beat him clean. And that'll be the mm. passing of the torch.
3: See, that's Not what the I'm passing not, of the
0: torch, but you know what I mean.
3: That's what I'm not too sure about, whether there will be a quick um, exchange of the titles again. But taking that part aside, I can't deny that there's been good... I mean, okay, Vince and Creative might not have actually foreseen this four years ago. But I don't really think Goto and the likes will have foreseen their long term booking four or five years in advance. So it's just quite lucky that this has happened and you can retroactively say, ah, this was the story the whole time. I've got no problem saying that.
1: So my only issue well, two issues, right? Is I don't hate Les so I don't hate Les as much as I used to. I openly say I've kind of done a one eighty on them and I'm now it was a Royal Rumble match with Finn um, and I think it was more so the way he was selling for Finn I was like the guy's a fuck, he's fucking great he really is and he's always been a great seller if not the best and one of the best sellers in that company um, my issue is what Rance Rance touches on it and in fact both of you do it. I need to see it now to believe it because I've been programmed to think I'm not even to think. I've been programmed that Lesnar turns up when he wants, and will just mow through the the the, the competition. And I have serious serious doubts and hesitations where Seth will ever beat him clean.
3: Unless it's a There's only been match.
1: there's only been correct me if I'm wrong. Two people who have beaten him clean since he came back. What was it like six years ago?
3: Triple H and Goldberg.
1: See Didn't her. see it, see her. And I mean, Roman, Roman didn't even beat him clean, like, like know, properly man. clean-ish. There was a little bit, so I'm, I, that's why I would hesitate. Where I think I don't know if they'll give that to to Seth. Um, and I know a lot of people think that Brock might move over to SmackDown when the Fox deal kicks in. What's the what's the Raw network? Is it USA? see. I can't see them being very happy with that either. Saying that they lose Roman and Brock, and I know they've got the wild card rule, but I can't imagine having Brock and Roman on the same show potentially vying for the title because then that means that they're going to kind of almost be exclusive to that one show. We're um, to wait and see. I think ultimately, in terms of, I know, I think it's a good wee segue into it. I think ultimately we're going to see Kofi versus Roman, and I think that's the match. We don't ever deserve anything, but I think that's the match. <laughs> you know, that's a match we deserve. You
0: know,
1: when it comes to wrestling, is, we don't deserve anything. <laughs> wait, is is this the outsiders, or Ricky, and Glass? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't like people say like to say that we deserve this and that. Well, no, you you pay it, and what you get is what you get, and it's up to you whether you want to kind of pay it. I understand there's, there's a difference between it. Well, I paid money for something, and I've not gotten what I wanted, but you know whatever. But I think ultimately we're going to get Roman versus Kofi. and, and I hope, I hope Roman doesn't go over. Well, Roman's ultimately going to go over.
0: So I say good. that.
1: I say that because the fan backlash is going to be worse than it's ever been.
0: I disagree. I disagree because Roman R- Roman is majorly che- cheered. And I think that we've. It's, he's been back long enough to where most of it isn't just because of leukemia. Roman's done good work since he's come back.
3: Oh, Roman's he's been put in good situations.
0: So, yeah, but I mean, he's been put in good situations. He doesn't talk. I I he's think
1: the reason why I say that is because it's Kofi,
0: right? But uh, but again, no. Okay, so if he wins, if they if they wrestle the first time and he wins, I right, cool. I can see that. Well, you know, but like if they do like a trilogy. And Roman finally beats him after like the third match, you know what I mean? Then you could be like, okay, well, you know, it's time. Plus, everybody understands that Roman's the biggest star in the company. He's back on full time grind. Kofi had an amazing title run, and I will—I'll be the one to be controversial and say I think they made sure to book Kofi this strong so that when he's st- when he um, when he gets with Roman. It's not looking like it's a mismatch, and that's no diss to Kofi whatsoever. But if you would have put Kofi versus Roman for a championship a year ago, we would have laughed, and that's yeah. and that's Six months that's not a diss to Kofi. Six months ago, absolutely, like like Royal Rumble time. But Kofi has become legitimately one of the top five stars in the company, not just not just in fan but and fan response, but in the ring he. He beat AJ clean, he beat Brian clean, he beat Owens clean, he beat Ziggler clean. He beat everybody that they brought up to him.
3: His new nickname should be The Cleaner.
0: Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, got a, you got a greasy-haired Canadian in that company in Jacksonville, so I
1: don't know. So, right, so, call me crazy, right, and I'll went to the Kofi Joe match. Kofi versus Roman at WrestleMania. I think there is a chance Kofi holds a title that long. Oh God, no! Not even no. Going on. I, I, you think I,
0: Kofi I, Kingston? You think of, you think Kofi Kingston? You think a black Ghanaian man with dreadlocks who does twerks and plays with 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 pancakes is going into Fox as the world champion? There's not no, dog. No, come on, bro. I'll, I'll, is it
3: that bad? I'll even go one further and say. I know this is Clive's uh, gimmick. He will lose the title on a TV match.
1: <laughs> well, people are convinced he loses it on the first episode on Fox,
3: that's, but a lot of people ratings.
1: felt that was when that was when Brock would cash in.
0: But that's 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 a ratings that's ratings gold.
1: So unless they announce it, so you do you think it will be Roman that ultimately takes the title from him?
3: No, I don't. I don't who you think
1: it'll be that's a good that, okay that, that's interesting uh, the only th- other one that comes to mind would be Randy Orton
0: yeah but I I think they've re- they've understand that Orton is they, they're they using Orton in the way that Orton should have been used the past five years yep Ali got now you know what I'm saying bring him in for big matches let him be dangerous let him just hit the RKO and then go do his MAGA business wherever <laughs> he wants to go
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's funny on Twitter as well
1: Yes, Clive sure you were saying.
3: I don't know who will be the one to take the title from Kofi, but I just don't see it being Roman.
0: You know, you know what I'd like to see. You two sorry. will love this. You two would love this. If you do run with Kofi all year, Ali has to win the Rumble.
3: Oh, oh. that would be a lovely. That's
0: one. that's
1: coming full circle.
0: That's a real full circle
1: moment. It's, Ali versus Kofi at Mania? You don't oh. even need to... You don't even need to allude to it at all on the storyline because we we all... Because we think we're quote-unquote smart. We all would get the backdrop to that story. We would all know what that story is because ultimately, the belief is that this should be currently Ali's spot. Absolutely. And uh, nobody has to be healed.
3: No. Well, um, well I'm, I'm just going from past experience with Ali versus Alexander. Both faces in the WrestleMania match, and it was not great.
0: There, There's a drastic difference between Cedric Alexander yeah, and Kofi Kingston.
3: It. Hey, Cedric Alexander beat Big Drew Mack clean the other night.
0: <gasps> oh, by the way, for those people who said that they would never even bring that up again.
3: Ha ha, ha ha Aye. Aye, that was... It's
1: so, it just... took a long time to segue into it. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on Kofi and Joe? Sorry, Clive, you going to say something?
3: I was just chuckling.
1: Alright, so what were your thoughts on Joe and Kofi?
3: It was a step above the Kofi and Dolph Ziggler match, has to be said. It,
1: what, the steel cage match?
3: Uh-huh. It wasn't the best. <laughs> I would probably say, again, sadly, it might have been the weakest match of the night if you exclude Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler
1: I was
3: not the Samoa Joe had a job to do he was there to basically infi- inflict pain and punishment he wasn't there to put on a 5 star classic he was there to just punish Kofi and he did a good job of it but Kofi with another clean win so it seems to be a trope that they're relying on right now though with Kofi where he just gets destroyed in his matches and then it comes out on top at the end with, it's actually quite weird seeing someone win with just one finisher used these days, to be honest with you, such as the It's the way it should be. Yep, such as the WWE. it, it,
0: It is a kick to the head though.
3: Well, tell that to Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano.
0: Well, look, we know. That, look, they're 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 batting, They're wrestling from the Shawn Michaels book
3: of <laughs>
0: of overselling. So we understand that.
3: I just thought of a joke for the end of the show. Thank you,
0: Brian. What are your thoughts? Joke, out win one of these days, bro. Like I, have okay, we're, we're, I'm, I don't want to bury the lead here, and like I know you want to foreshadow and get to it later. But well, we're going to talk about your boy later, Rick, uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And one of the big issues with Bray was, and I've argued against this, is that he talks more hot shit than anybody in the past 15 years <laughs> and, like, literally never won. Never won a big That's... match. <laughs> and he had to go away for a year and a half, dog, to get his feedback. back. Joe talks more hot shit. Than almost anybody besides Bray, it is even worse because Joe's out here talking about he's gonna get with you get with your kid, get your get with your wife, and and be the new daddy to your kids and all this stuff. Joe gotta win one of these days, dog. The match was cool; it was it, did, it was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Kofi needed to go over, Joe needed to be look strong,
1: but one of these days, bro, Joe got to win. It has. Yeah, he it's not even. Like, it's not even winning, like, a, a title. It could be any title, but it's it's more so who it's against now. Because, like you say, it's too many, like you say, it's AJ, you know Brock, now Kofi. Run through them all, all the kind of, quote-unquote, Roman, all the big guys, big superstar or big names, he's faced, he's lost. So at some point, he needs to come up against, like, uh, someone of a calibre of, say, so even if it's Kevin Owens or someone, and he has to go over and he has to win Ooh. because, like you said, at some point you're going to have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe isn't a bad feud. That's what's great about the Kevin Owens kind of face we're getting; like it's it just opens up some new, some new matches, fresh feuds, and the Pro battles alone will, oh. will be worthwhile. So. Yeah, like I say, it, it's now at the point where it is. It's gone beyond kind of like this is terrible, or shocking. It's just now you just kind of laugh and 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 give credit to Joe because when he comes out and talks, like he makes you believe, despite uh-huh. the track record saying that he has no chance in hell. But yeah, um, speaking, of- uh, he's another one who's probably who should be who should be treated better. But you know, it's always so issue is what we all get caught up in there's, there's only a certain amount of sports. Yep. Yeah. Like we can't have everyone going over, but I think like he's been quite hard done by because he he's not won any big feud. Well, he hasn't won any might have been feud.
3: Uh-huh. Speaking of someone who doesn't win the big feuds, let's just take away that point for a minute and allow me to gush over my match of the night, which was the Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley match. I was very excited about Alistair Black and Cesaro, but this one for me was what I was wanting it to be. Just cartoon violence, um, Bobby Lashley being suplexed into a wall, uh, lo- <laughs> <laughs> which was basically what happened. The the padding of the merch signs didn't really do much. The launch into the foreign announce team table with with no near a warning for any of the foreign announcers. Um, Funaki's still buried under heaps of rubble, I'm sure
0: poor Sean Ding <laughs> Sean
3: Ding still trying to get out of there mm-hmm. uh, and the Roucho the Roucho's are uh the cattle and that's not even French <laughs> 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 uh, I just loved it it was just chaos from start to finish big burly men monster versus bear excellent loved it
1: sorry uh, Clive FYI the first match for takeover has been announced
3: which takeover NXT UK oh let us have it no I don't want to no because it'll be on the telly won't it tonight it's, it's, yeah,
1: it's on tonight so I'll catch that tomorrow or well I'll catch you episode tonight or tomorrow but um Rance I'll hit you up separately if you want please do because
0: I'm in, I, I stumped you guys on the NU question I think a couple
1: weeks ago
3: is it the title match
1: it's a title match yes Oh, if it's a title match, I bet you I
3: know what it is. Uh, it'll be Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Yeah, well you just
1: spoiled it for some of
3: the listeners. <laughs> well, I, I they've,
1: they've been they've been building it there for like two
0: I months. Yeah.
3: I, I sincerely hope that the listeners watch NXT UK before yep. listening to us. I sincerely hope Kaylee Ray wins and no, that's just us being well do you
1: know, biased. Do you know Well with J- Jazz is by her side so she'll be fine.
0: She'll she'll probably end up winning.
3: Jazzy's with Jenny.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. I'll I'll go over here and set up in my American side.
3: It's alright. You know of... what would be
1: quite cool? If we eventually got um, uh, Piper Niven and K. Yes. remember they had the...
3: Queen, Queen of Insanity.
1: Yes, uh, um, last year. That was quite good. That, that would quite nice to see. But uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I agree with Clive. The match kind of gave us what we wanted—just violence, two big men throwing bombs at one another. Um, like, we said, you weren't going to get like a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels type kind of match, You'd, it was just going to be two monsters. And I, I honestly thought the last few weeks that, well, <clears throat> after after the, the Extreme Rules had finished, I thought they were maybe going to start look like, to maybe build Braun up again, and maybe have him challenge Brock Lesnar but Mm. I don't know if we're now at the point where maybe we're past the point of no return here when it comes to Braun is he that damaged that now we can't possibly have him in the main event again Um, so yeah so we'll move on Um, obviously we've got Orange and Ziggler there's not too much to talk about there um, I want to move on to the opening match of the night. So I'm kind of just jumping around here. So, opening match, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Shane and Drew McIntyre. No, no, no. The best in the, in the world. the world. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I always sacked for that. Um, <laughs> this, this absolutely stunned me. <laughs> um, you were at how t- good Taker looked? Uh, yes. And, and look, I, I get it. We don't want to see Taker wrestling. We understand it. But, he was in the ring with guys that were actually mobile. Um, Drew's a monster, but moves around the ring like AJ and Mustafa Ali.
0: Absolutely.
1: <clears throat> um, Shane, like, I, I understand, like, for instance, um, of the other half of the Golden Lovers, Kyle. Don't, it's not a sh- Shane fan, but I think we all can we can all appreciate the fact that yes, he doesn't have like the wrestling background or whatever, but he comes in and for what he is, like oh, all right, fine. You know, it's it's I don't have so as that many complaints because I appreciate I can I can understand that we're never going to get this great wrestler. If he just comes in and does what he wants now. Should he be on his TV as much is a different matter, but. There's no point in complaining about his in-ring ability because his in-ring ability is, is is as good as it's ever going to get in terms well, he, of who he is. Well, he's
0: an ac- he is an, a, an accomplished wrestler. Yes. he's not a he's not a trained wrestler. A <coughs> but he is very accomplished.
1: Definitely. Um, because I think when you when you look at the guys that Taker was in the ring with, yes, yeah, he. I'm not advocating for Undertaker to come back or no. anything like that. But when you see the kind of performance he put in on Sunday, it does make you think. Well, the Goldberg match was a car crash, but it's not like he was able to. It's, Goldberg can't do the stuff that Drew can do. He was sure. never able to do. And then you go back and you continue looking at it, and it's all. I've always been a believer, and I've said it for so long. And I think I've always say it. Taker needs someone who's going to kind of like fly around the ring, etc. You I, you can't put him in the ring with these kind of these monsters again. And I know Drew is a bit of a monster, but like we say, Drew flies about the ring. Um, the best part about that match was when Taker was um, given a tombstone sign, slit in his throat, and you just saw Drew emerging from behind him. That was yeah. unbelievable camera work, and it was just... And Drew Drew tweeted the gif of it. It was just... That was beautiful, that moment. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that match. Well, I, I think I think the...
0: Thing that sets this match all apart from a lot of his previous matches is that, and this is blasphemy, but it's fact. that now at this stage of the game, Taker needs someone to lead him. Right? <laughs> I think the problem with the match at all
1: right. <laughs> I was just thinking. I, I was just thinking. Carl's match. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I figured that's what you were doing. The the problem with the match in in Saudi Arabia. There was a multitude of issues with that match One taker was leading a guy in Goldberg who use, Who isn't used to wrestling Longer than 8 minutes And then hasn't wrestled in 2 years All that Then who got concussed in the middle of the match On top of that Being in 100 plus degree heat It, it was just a really Bad bad mix of things um, You know You could say the same for the old man Matches he had with DX and with Triple H Respectively but this this match was I got a young stud on my team who could take who could be the face in peril. I got a young stud over here who's going to lead me on offense. And then I got somebody in Shane who's willing to just bump whatever I want to do to him. It was a perfect mix in this in this scenario. So I'm actually I'm, I don't want to see him anymore, but I'm OK with seeing I don't. But I'd be OK with seeing him and Drew. At a mania or, or a Somerset situation, and kind of because I love the fact that Drew is playing up to this kind of like Punk did at uh, WrestleMania 30 29. I'm not scared of you
3: because
0: mm-hmm. everybody is scared of Taker or shows some level of fear, but those are the only two that come to mind who don't, who never showed any. In fact, Drew
1: was waiting to fight Taker and Shane pulled him away. Yeah, and, and, and it's <coughs> kind of what you're trying to say to to piggyback off that, it was when Drew initially tagged in, you kind of saw Drew put his head down, to like sort of dropped his head and just sort of marched towards Taker and threw his hair back and just stared at him and I was like this is why we love Drew so much. Um and and I'm just kind of I do I want to see Taker versus Drew. Let's see it maybe he's got a little bit more of the tank than we thought. Or was it more so the fact that he was in a tag match and he was able to get spelled, etc., etc.? So, look, not advocating like you say to see Taker again, but based on what we saw on Sunday, if he's going to be in another tag match or or anything, something similar, then yeah, bring it on. Like I say, the match was was enjoyable.
3: I will be honest and admit I didn't see much of this match,
1: <laughs> Clive. C, Clive, see once you've. Um, finish your thought can you add Roman can you add Uh, add that person call Roman call Roman call Roman if
3: you can add that person in then we'll get them in Uh, I will do I, I didn't when I found out that this match was going to open the show I thought right here we go we have about 10 minutes of fog machines and lightning and stare-downs and stuff, and I thought, do you know what, I'm actually not that buzzed about this match, so the fast-forward button was well and truly smashed for this one, so I've not got much to add. Funny
1: you should say that, the match started at 16 minutes into the (laughs) pay-per-view.
3: That's actually not that bad, considering. Uh, I think the Drew McIntyre, he seems to be kept away from the title picture, and he seems to be in attraction matches. Uh, so you've got like the Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, the Shield versus the uh, Dogs of War matches this one here with Shane McMahon again, he's in those upper mid-card attraction ones so maybe Vince sees him more of an attraction rather than the title picture I think there is a difference between the two and I think it still it still paints uh, I think Vince still sees respect in him and that's just because he's not getting titles left, right and centre I don't think it's a bad thing. Right, I'll add Roman in then. Okay, it gives me a wee second, so feel free to move on to the next topic, Mister Host. So,
0: Adam Roman, right? You're adding some static So next as well. up, next up, we'll
3: go the Usos versus the Revival. Now.
1: Once Clive, we'll let Clive do his thing because I'm I'm eager to hear from him. But Rance, what were your thoughts?
0: Well, I've I've long held out the theory that the Usos are the best team in the business, Um, and they continue to show that. But man, isn't it good to get an unfiltered revival? Like, not in five minute matches anymore. Really out here to get good matches and the best part about what I what I love about the revival and we have um, guys we have the best in the world to thank for this they got a gimmick now mm-hmm. they're not just the guys who can wrestle and like to hug each other a lot but they <clears> have <throat> a
1: real gimmick oh because of are on the commentary team as well
0: yes and Renee hates the Ren- Renee went off at them because they bought, apparently, coffee for everybody in the Starbucks. <laughs> and, like, that was, like, the hill move of all hill moves. <laughs> but, no, I, I love the fact that the revival are getting real time. And we're talking about this, and, all oh, this will be a moot point when they get squashed by the Viking Raiders in, like, a month. But, nonetheless, it was going to last it. Lasted. So great match, by the way. Great match, by the way. Very good match. Wonderful tag team match. Um, I, I enjoyed this tag team match more than a certain other tag team match in the same weekend. And I'm just gonna, you know, i <laughs>
1: um, My two cents is it's nice to kind of see the revival that we loved from a couple of years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For a long time, they were just meandering through, not doing anything. Quote unquote reports suggesting they were unhappy or they are going to leave or whatever nonsense. Um, And it's nice to see them being showcased. And look, if you're not going to get much fight from people if you turn around and say they're the best tag team in the world, like they're that that good. The revival, okay. Okay. I'm not, they're not, I would, they're not mine, but I would certainly put them in the top two or three. well you, you know nowadays with in the past three years since the revival was last relevant before now
0: there's a lot of good tag teams in the That's category.
1: what I'm saying, like I think I think that's when true. you make that when you make that statement, I think you need to and you can't really, but you're gonna to have to kind of excuse the 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 nonsense and the shit they've been going through the last few years and kind of mm-hmm. say if sure. everyone's at their best, who is ultimately the best tag team? So that's when I say when people are at their best and at their peak who's who's the best tag team, and they are up there with absolutely anyone, and like I said, it's just nice to to see that again, um, so Clive, I know you want to speak, but I want to get introduced to our next guest, um, we have dear friend of the show, and making his return, I think it's the third time in about six weeks, Mr. Rab Ropes, how are you doing son? Did you
3: just call him son? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I was going to say me, and then I said son, son just come out
2: Don't
1: Ricky know. you sound a lot better yeah I actually Um, the cough's gone um, hay fever's still here but the cough has gone as the main thing Um, so Clive I'll quickly ask you your thoughts on the shows and Revival and then I'll quickly I'll bring Rob into it as well
3: uh, not much to add from Rance that it was a very good tag team match I don't know what match Rance is referring to, if it's from a different company or not, or if it's the other tag match from the night. (laughs) I'll
0: I'll never tell. All
3: right, okay. A-W. All right. I'll need to bleep that out. That word's not allowed on this show. Oh,
0: okay.
3: Uh, But I will just say one thing about this match. Ricky, I told you last week, the Revival are infinitely better than The Usos and this scripted... Playtime, play fight result that went in their favour proved that. There you go, that's all I've got to say on that.
1: <laughs> this is like last year when you were trying to convince me that um, Carmella was better than Asker.
3: I don't think I ever did try to convince you of that. Oh, uh, whatever. You, that
1: was you, like...
0: you were high on the Carmella train though, bro. You were very high on that.
3: True, true, Ranch, true, true.
1: <laughs> anyway um, Rob so we've broke down Roman and Taker we've broke down Usos Revival Braun and Lashley Kofi Joe and the uh, the mixed tag match we've got a few matches left but overall um, what were your thoughts on Extreme Rules just as, as a whole
2: top to bottom I absolutely enjoyed, uh, the, enjoyed the hell out of the show I thought it was fantastic um, I, I don't think it was a match on there that I didn't enjoy Um I, it, it had some great moments. Like you guys know me, I, I'm Mr. Nostalgia over here. I, I enjoyed seeing Taker be at his, um, a little bit towards his best. I mean, the, the best that he can be in, at this age and in, in this condition. Um, but he he was moving better. He looked. Uh, he definitely looked motivated. Can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I. I I popped onto this call real quick um, when uh, Rance was um, speaking on uh, the revival and about them having a gimmick now, and I don't think I've shared too much of this with you guys uh, in the past, but I don't like the revival. Uh-huh. I, I, what? I, I dislike the revival. I'm shocked. Oh my <laughs> god! Wait, and, and I'll tell you. Hold what, on. You what? what? I will tell you exactly why. It's because of what you said about them not having a gimmick. To this point, they've been a brain busters cosplay team to me. They have not shown me anything. Granted, I'm not the biggest NXT watcher. You know, okay, I watch a big event. Um, so seeing them on the main roster, they they have been completely underwhelming. And maybe that's due to booking. Um, but I I have not enjoyed the revival to this point. But what they're slotting into now. Um, being the, the you know the classic heel having this um like them drinking the champagne and hanging out being Shane's underlings i i do like that that's something i can sink my teeth into
1: good so, so here this is this is where i differ from rob and i know i differ definitely from rance in this aspect um give me the blandest character ever but as just a machine inside the ring so, yes, yes, and I think, like, Bret Hart doesn't fall into that category, but Bret Hart, the character, and his aura, whatever you want to say, sure. his character, is nothing in comparison to, say, what HBK or Ric Flair or Taker, but when I when I say Bret Hart is the greatest of all time in my mind, is because I'm talking strictly with what he does inside the ring so that's where I differ I know I differ from Rob now and I differ from says that's why when it comes to the revival I've always loved them because I've always been like you of that damn great in the ring I could care less about the character See? issues and and the character issues have been have been terrible since day one well outside of their actual debut because when they made the debut the debut was sensational Yeah, but like I say that's, for me I would happily I would not so much accept but I'm more of the I'd rather see the great wrestler with the terrible promo skills rather than maybe the other way around. And the only exception to that has been Bray. Well,
0: and the only difference, the the difference in what you're saying and what Rob and I are saying is that a a straight wrestling gimmick works singles because the spotlight is on you. It doesn't work in tag because it's spotlight on two people. And those two people have to get another team over. Which is what the issue the rival had, and that gimmick, that old school gimmick, worked in NXT because it's a lot less people watching them.
3: Their gimmick in NXT was basically saying over and over again, "We are a better tag team than you," and they kept proving it. So they had they backed up what they were. They walked to walk as well as talk to talk. 100%.
1: One hundred percent, and and that that sort of goes hand in hand with Rob saying as well. Though it's like if they'd come in from day one and they just kind of plowed through all the talent, they could just go on the mic and say we're better than you and drop the mic, and you'd be like, hey, well, that's your gimmick. Your gimmick is you are superior to everyone, and you prove it." But they've not proven it. But they
0: wouldn't have plowed. Else. They wouldn't have plowed through on the main roster because people, the most, the highest paid and most. Popular wrestlers are the ones that can talk you into the into the building. Mm-hmm. So eventually, they were going to have to do something outside of the ring. And Rob said it perfectly. They've been an Arn and Tully uh, cosplay their entire career, but now they're really doing Arn and Tully because they got the, the the fancy clothes and they hold the belts like them and they got the shades. And Dash is out here looking like a like they're <laughs> they're really. Living vicariously through Arne and Tully now. Did Kyle just want to go? Oh my bad. I, that was poor Kyle, by the
3: way. <laughs> well, if if there is any positives from what's been happening with the revival and it's gained a fan, maybe not a fan, but a, a tolerator of them, then good good for you, Rob, for enjoying the revival a wee bit more now.
2: A wee bit more is is a good way to put it. <laughs> um. So moving on. Well, let me uh, let me jump in real quick. Um, I, this is just a run-in for me. I've got to go see my wife off to school, um, so I wanted to say thanks for having me on. Uh, Rants, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna mess with Texas. I'm gonna knock you out of this tournament.
0: I'm, and I'm, I'm I might give you all this love and you talking shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right,
2: <laughs> this is my right. this is my quiz time gimmick. I have to live it. And uh, and I also wanted to say fuck Mike Ashley and fuck Steve Bruce. <laughs> <Roots. laughs>
0: Legend. Legend.
3: <laughs> thank, thank you for your contribution to the the state of the EPL right now.
1: <laughs> oh they're, for a, a, they're in terrible shape. Are you gonna go right now, Rob? Yes. <laughs> Rob
0: apparently apparently yep.
1: he, he dropped the mic and left. <laughs> he literally did. That was just a, a fleeting visit from Rob. So moving on, um what did I say? Bailey and Bailey versus Alexa and Nikki Can can we can we just
0: can we just tell Bailey to go home for like 3 months? Can we switch Bailey and Sasha and let Bailey go around the world and let <laughs> Sasha be back? Why? Man, look. Bailey is awesome. She's she's a good she's a good ring wrestler. She is a role model to little girls. But you know how most people felt about John Cena, like in 2008. I feel that way about Bailey. I am so annoyed, and I don't even know if I don't even call it annoyed. I am so disinterested in her, and it's not her fault because they keep putting her in the shittiest of shitty situations.
3: Uh. I've quite enjoyed this Alexa Nicky Cross thing, I'm not going to lie. I have
1: you enjoyed Bailey in Alexa Nicky Cross or is it Alexa Nikki Cross you've enjoyed?
3: Probably. That's a good point. However, Bailey looked very strong on Sunday night.
1: She had to.
0: She had to. The, this is the first time they've really given Bailey a sustained, genuine push singles by herself.
3: Mm-hmm. The I just think that Alexa and Nikki Cross were doing the the heel tag team thing, frequent tags, wearing Bailey down, and it was basically getting the knees up for Alexa's Sparkled. Um, what's that called? Twi- twisted Bliss. Twisted Bliss that helped, Sparkle. Sparkled Bliss helped her get into the match, back into the match. I just, I, I don't. It doesn't set the Heather alight for me specifically, but I'm content with Bailey's t- title run at the moment. And she's offered it, Offered the next shot to Ember Moon, who is dynamite in the ring. So I think we're going to get a good match. I don't see it changing hands, but I'm happy. <laughs> I've not really got much to say on it, but I'm quite content with it all.
1: That's probably the way I would. The word I would use, content. Yeah. Um, I've always loved Bailey. Always will. Bailey versus Ember Moon. The match is going to be it's going to be great the build Mm. (laughs) 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 that's that's the issue Um, yeah the build's not going to be great but I think again that just um, it just it falls into what I was saying earlier on like it ties into what I was saying earlier on sorry um, that characters and promos and etc etc I can I can live with that being not that great where I know the match itself is going to be great, or very good. So I, I, I'm expecting the match to deliver, so therefore I'm not expecting much from the actual build to it. The If they had a good build, obviously it adds to the, the epicness of the match, but I know the match itself should be good, so that'll for me that will make up for whatever, however lacklustre the build may be. But this is
0: SummerSlam, bro. <laughs> I
1: like, know. This
0: is... This isn't like extreme rules or stomping grounds or he got big balls that are on fire in pay-per-view. Like this is some this is the second biggest show of the year and both of our women's fields are going to be like, "Hey, we got these matches. Come watch." I like, know. And I Ember's from Houston, well, from Dallas, but you know, we claim her. So she's from Houston. Like I love Ember. Ember was Ember was looking thicker than a frozen milkshake. Like <laughs> it was excellent. But you gotta give me and they got four weeks or three weeks, however long, and maybe five. You gotta give me something and then we know. We we know. Bailey is the worst talker. The only only talker, only person that's worse than her on the microphone is Kalisto.
1: And we yeah. know he's the worst talker ever.
3: Have you heard Oni Lorkin on the mic?
1: I thought he was gonna see another female there and I was gonna like just put an end to the podcast. No. I love Oni so much though. But yeah, he's not very
3: good. Oh, he is.
0: That's why Danny Burch talks for them all the time, uh-huh. if we're honest.
3: <laughs> I mean, only law can talks how he tweets. is just all big block cats. <laughs> uh-huh. Uppercase. But you
0: believe him though, right? Like, he's, <laughs> he's legit crazy.
3: Uh, that tweet that he sent out saying, I was watching Extreme Rules and my father asked, how is Samoa Joe doing? <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant. <laughs>
0: oh, I love Oli Lorcan so much. By the way, 205, that should be Jew Gulak's next, uh, yeah,
3: next up. Probably. probably. Uh, just a quick point on 205. The match that Tony Nice. he looked a bit rattled uh, on Sunday night, actually. There was a he, couple, did. he did. A couple of mistakes. I don't think he was expecting the Philadelphia crowd to be as hot as they were for Gulak and to be booed in the process. Um, so see, he that, that's,
1: that's a mistake on Tony Nice
3: if
1: he genuinely believed that. He didn't expect
0: the guy that he's trained with for like 10 years, who's from Philly, to and wrestled in Philly the night before, to get a big reaction in Philly as the champion in
3: Philly. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong as to the reasons for why Tony Nice was rattled, but he missed a few spots. He just seemed to not... He was in fourth gear, but it was... Uh, the seatbelt no. seat was off. To,
1: to to compare that, that was like, say, someone who came out at NXT UK in Glasgow and was rattled by the evasion that um, that Joe Coffey got. And thought that wasn't going to happen. When we all knew we were going to... Everybody was going to be jumping on oh, down when Joe Coffey sure. came out.
3: Credit to 205, though. Not only did they have a really good match between Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher this week, but... Um, Drake Maverick finally had enough of Mike Kanellis and punched him and drop kicked him and chased him out of the ring. And Drake Maverick announced on Twitter that the only way Kanellis is going to get a title shot is if he wrestles Maverick himself. So, uh, general manager Drake Maverick finally putting on the boots, so to speak. That that's that was quite the quite the swerve. Enjoyed that very mm-hmm.
0: much. And and he like he really wrestled like he had a drop kick. Uh
3: huh. Yeah, it, it was a great spot. Yeah, I was, uh, I was more. I wouldn't say I was more satisfied with that happening than the Chad uh, Jack match because that was really good. Just so unexpected. So It's been so long since we've had a long promo battle between two guys on 205 Live. Basically, since the Neville days. Holidays? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Neville and Enzo, I would say as well. Uh, a promo slap bang in the middle, it was on for a good five minutes or so, it was really good, really enjoyed it, caught me off guard. So
0: is, would you say the goal is um, Gulak and Gable for Mania?
1: I thought this was just a, was this not either a one-off or last appearance for Gable, did they not say that? I don't know. Have I just made that up? I think so. That's
0: my doubt then. Well, well, that would suck because Gable could run 205 if, he, if they let him.
3: Uh-huh, yep. Uh, just give him the keys to the office, <laughs> basically.
0: Right, he could book it. He could do the paperwork and he could wrestle. Absolutely.
3: Yep, and he can give people some face towels.
1: <laughs> well, he's he's very <laughs> adept at his towels. Uh-huh. That's another one. I don't know if we mentioned him from last week. Who would like on NXT UK? China. I would like to see Gable. Like that would be he'd come in as a face. I'm not saying it's possible, but if we're just talking about people who, who aren't doing too much, um, that would be one. But I, I thought I read it somewhere that this was just a one-off or a last appearance on two or five i cable. clearly made that up.
3: I would welcome him with open arms more frequently. But you're right. I think Oni Larkin is next in line. Uh, that would be lots of uppercase tweeting there.
1: Okay, dog. Um, two more matches. Sorry, three more to go. We have the three-way tag match. Loved it. Um, sorry.
3: Loved it. Okay, yeah, I
1: agree. It's a great match. Great, great match. Much preferred this match than the the raw tag team title, title uh, match. Um, how dope, expect... it that the, how dope is it that the how it the new day all the champions? How
0: dope is that?
3: I didn't see it coming. Yeah, neither did I.
0: Me neither.
1: Um, yeah, that, I, I, it's excellent. And I know, I saw someone mention on Twitter, I know how the New Day done the, they had the three bird rule. Is that still going to happen now? Or is it just going to strictly <laughs> be Xavier and E? I'm pretty sure, unless maybe one of them gets hurt, knock on wood.
0: Mm. But, yeah, because Kofi's is a little busy right now. Like, coach, <laughs> You, you, know, you know what this reminds me of? You know like when you're friends with two guys who are in the younger, who are like a grade younger than you, and like you graduate, you're like, hey, we're still boys, but like I see y'all in a see y'all. That's Kofi right now, because like Kofi's like, hey, you're my brothers, but uh, I got some shit I got to do over here. Uh-huh. So...
3: Can I just say about that tag match? Eric Rowan to a lesser extent, but Daniel Bryan over the last two or three months has made heavy machinery out to Helped them become superstars and belong on the main roster. I think they've had a great couple of months. Uh, I don't know how long it will last. They've had their moment in the spotlight. It might not be. It might not continue as much as it has been. But credit to all parties involved. it has been an enjoyable wee couple of months for the SmackDown tag team scene. It's
1: funny, Daniel Bryan's made stars.
3: Left, right, right and center. Yep, in the
1: last like what three months. Like Kofi was a huge part, like the main part obviously, but Daniel Bryan more than played his part in, in elevating Kofi and getting him to where he was as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I say that last week I'm I'm ready for as great as Daniel Bryan is in this tag team, I'm I'm ready for him to become a singles guy again. I just he's just so damn good at everything that he does. We'll, um we'll see I, I I I didn't know I was looking forward to the announcement. On SmackDown, which didn't come to anything. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm looking forward to when he, come, when he comes back as a singles guy. The announcement
0: was that there was no announcement. Boom,
3: boom, <laughs> uh.
1: But yeah, overall, um, enjoyed it. let like I say surprised the New Day win. I was. Oh, by the- I'm sorry,
0: but real quick, by the way, Otis is amazing, but Otis was gone. He was gassed as hell, like, after the first two minutes. Okay. He was, oh, my, you know when they did the little thing where uh, him and Tucker were doing the repeated run back and forth up the ropes? Okay. Like, he could barely run, dog. He was done. So, like, you got to work on that if you're going to be a main event tag team, bro. Yeah
3: which one of the Viking Raiders was the one that runs the ropes it's actually a move that I don't like but he does the turnbuckle clotheslines over and over and over again
0: that's Hanson so some, I guess
3: that's some he's Irish right now? Right now
0: yes no Hanson is ridiculously st- Hanson Hansen is a three, 305 live he's a 305 pound <laughs> flyer
3: yep that's some crazy stamina but you're right about Otis too many stakes and too many weights <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so moving on. Uh, Second, we've got two more matches. Ricochet and AJ Styles. I've enjoyed the feud.
3: Yep, same
1: here. Really enjoyed it. I love seeing heel AJ. Um, Gallows and Anderson, we touched on it last week or the week before, that they have a purpose now. They're being showcased. They're on TV. They're doing stuff. Um, That... Fast-forwarding to, I think, was it Monday? Monday? The way Ricochet sold the, the phenomenal forearm was fucking excellent as well. Actually, um, this was uh, really all all three of these matches I've enjoyed.
3: What about uh, the styles clash, inverted styles clash from the top the second rope? Say,
1: say that again, you, I couldn't hear you, sorry.
3: The sort of inverted styles clash from the second rope on Sunday night? Mm. That was lovely.
0: basically Ricochet's been getting they've been beating the hell out of him for the past two weeks, three weeks. So mm-hmm. I, them. And by the way, I have something really controversial to say about the club that I probably won't say on air. So remind me to tell y'all when we get off the call, when we get off the air. But um it's crazy how invigorated AJ looks all of a sudden because with his boys again. It's crazy, isn't it?
1: mm <laughs> No, like, I'm here for heel AJ all day. Um, And let's say I'm I'm looking forward to where they're going to go with this next. There's there's so many different things they could do now with AJ being a heel. what they could do
0: with the club. I remember when we thought AJ was going to be the next Ricky Steamboat. Like, he's never turning heel. Back in the TNA days, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) AJ Styles heel?
3: and now he's a better heel than a better fa- better heel than Fates, it's crazy I know I think Ricochet's been presented well throughout all of this as well he's been beaten up a lot but he's getting a spotlight at the moment uh, he's got that sympathy the sympathy <laughs> sympathetic baby face thing going on, he's got that move set that wows the crowd and gets people off their feet, I think it's Ricochet's going to do well for himself I would say
0: you, you know what hurts him though, and this is this is just me being petty, but I really want you to think about this. You, what hurts him is, every week he's getting his ass beat, and then when he comes back out, he still does that long ass entrance where he stands like this for like 10 seconds. Like, if you keep getting beat up, bro, just come to the ring, dog.
3: Uh, yeah, I never thought about that. Cause,
1: Cause, you know what I'm saying? To liken that, like, remember...
3: Maybe he's doing Ken Kennedy's waiting for the microphone to fall from the sky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's kind of what you say, remember AJ and Joe, how it started off, and then eventually when they got to Australia, Joe never even hit the ring, but AJ's music hit, and then they started brawling in the the aisle. It's like, as you say, it's like that. At some point, you know, the, the, the... the light needs to go on, and you just go right. So sort of, I'm all about business now. Um, yeah, but no, fun match, fun match. Um, I've intentionally kept this one to last. This was the one that me and Clive were most excited about. And for me, yeah, I would say hands down, it was my ma- match of the night. Uh,
3: fun Balor and Toski Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fuck no. <laughs> okay, well, Black.
3: You,
0: you see you see me playing the violin,
1: that's what I thought you were talking about, but yes. Nah nah, I'm not even going to talk about that. Uh, like I mean I, I, the Finn dropped the title, sorry. Uh, if, if people I know we don't listen to reports, but apparently he's asking for time off. So maybe that's why that was done. Um but I'm wanting to talk about Alistair Black and Cesaro. Feel free. We hyped this up so much last week.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: At Rightfully so, yes. It lived up to the hype. I am so glad when they, on SmackDown, that Alistair Black didn't lose. Dude shouldn't be losing. Like, he should not lose for a long time. You built this thing up so much, even to the point that some people were like, can we just get to the fucking match now? It's, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's starting to plateau a little. Um,. Yeah, this just lived up to the hype so much. Um, but my my excitement levels were through the roof for this match. And normally, when 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 my excitement levels are that high, sometimes the match itself lets it down because I'm that excited about it, I'm that hyped about it. This didn't. But yeah. I said for me, this was hands down match of
3: the night. Alistair Black has got such an explosive move set that it. A lot of the times, it still feels as if it comes out of nowhere. Uh, And that black mass is the proverbial archaeo out of nowhere, but it can just happen when you least expect it. The high knees to the face. uh, You just, you really don't know what he's going to do next. And that came, that was very evident in the match with Cesaro. One, the only thing that I wanted to happen on Sunday night was for Cesaro's gum shield to come out. But it came out on Tuesday, so they, they fixed that. But I was very very um, happy with that match just brutal I,
0: I actually think they ran it back because his gum shield didn't come out
3: <laughs> right because right, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I think that was like the goal of it being Cesaro was to show how vicious that finisher is but we, we've, we've, the, the, his nickname is the Swiss Cyborg for a reason because he's not human did you see when he caught him by his knees and tossed him up and hit him with the Swiss Death like he's oh. not of this he's not of this world bro like neither of those it's guys social. are human it's ridiculous that 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 reminded me of the Cesaro-Sami Zayn matches if Sami Zayn turned Punk and because when Cesaro and Sami Zayn wrestled in, in um, NXT right. those were some of the best matches we had seen ever and they just upped it with this one because Alistair is like literally
1: a lethal weapon
3: uh, yes, that's the best way to describe him.
1: Uh, you know what we spoke about earlier on. Sorry, um, he could be the one, depending on how long they keep the Kofi title ring could be the one to end it. Just depending Al- on how how quickly they want to maneuver him into that position, and or how long they want to keep the title on Kofi.
0: Alster could be
1: the next top star.
3: Don't like, tell Alster... Carl that one. Do I? Don't tell Carl that one.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he's still worrying about. Oh well, he said this. He says his, his his catchphrase too much.
3: I oh, know nonsense.
0: Your favorite, your favorite wrestler. His favorite wrestler never started a promo without saying "Hey yo, like bro, chill." <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carl. I know you're
1: not gonna listen to this,
3: so we can see
0: no, he's not.
1: I'm looking forward to see. I'm looking forward to finding out where he is this week.
0: Oh yeah, I got to call. I got to call him to see where where what uh what country he's in now. He's in Asia. So you know it might be Myanmar, aka Burma, or you know Papua New Guinea, or some shit. He
3: may be able to catch some G one. Life. Uh huh.
0: He wouldn't. He wouldn't watch the G one show if they gave <laughs> him a ticket and gave him and gave him the car to go watch the damn show.
3: So
0: <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> oh. Um, have you got any more thoughts from Extreme X, um, X Rules?
3: Um, the very funny moment when it sounded as if Renee said Shane's fucked when she did. <laughs> it really did. That was hilarious. And she yeah. said it with such, like, epicness. She's like, oh yeah, Shane's fucked. Because there was like a split
1: second as well where, where it went silent and you're like, oh my goodness, did she, was she supposed to say that or what happened? It, uh, I-
0: it helps that Graves and and Renee are genuinely like real life best friends cuz they just go at each other all show cuz they know they're gonna laugh about it afterwards like the small package line oh, that yes. he hit mm-hmm. <laughs> that was excellent so I know Graves looked at her like did you just say that shit
3: <laughs> Yeah with regards to the the Finn Nakamura match it was alright um I'm more interested in what could possibly be with Ali taking on Nakamura heading into Summerslam.
1: Yes. I really hope they put that title on that boy.
3: Aye, that would be good stuff.
1: Well
0: isn't isn't the the money in the
3: chase with Ali? Yes, it is. You are spot on, so it's I mean we haven't even tested him having a title. He never had it in two oh five. Yep.
2: That's
1: what's kinda shocking. Uh, yes. Because when, when you think of 205 for me the two people when, when, when you say 205 that come to mind are Neville and then Ali mm-hmm. give Buddy Murphy some respect
2: oh, he made, an, a appearance
0: was so he, he made I, an appearance on Tuesday I was so happy he made an appearance on
1: Tuesday I felt like a proud parent uh-huh. I, like I said Rance has been long saying give us Buddy Murphy versus Arthur Black I would take that. Injected in my veins, right
0: here. You see me, right here. See it, right there, in that vein. Give it to me.
3: The battle to see who has the best V trigger in the business.
0: (laughs) Can you? You know, I never thought about it, but I guess technically, Alster's knee is a V trigger.
3: Well, yes, but they're not as good as Mandy Rose's. Let's let's be honest.
0: when Mandy Rose said, "Oh, that thing is clean," like you, you cannot not give
3: her credit for that. Mandy Rose has improved.
1: Right, so overall, we all love the Extreme Rules.
3: Yes, I adored it. <laughs> you know what,
1: sorry, I adored it. Yeah, that's a big. That's that's a big talk,
3: and it's not hot shit talk either.
1: So moving on. We've touched on Seth and Brock. We're going to get that rematch at uh, SummerSlam. Do you want to talk about what took place on SmackDown? What? Um, in fact, specifically the opening segment of
0: SmackDown. I, well, I was I would like to talk about it for just a second, if you will indulge me, because yep. the the crux of the beginning of the Last Outsiders Edge spoke to exactly what they did. Recently, in these past few weeks, they have gone out of their way to showcase all this talent
3: that hasn't
0: been on TV or has been underutilized or all of these things. So in one in one segment, Liv Morgan got got a little rub and got a match, but Murphy got rubbed and has a like when him and Kevin Owens go at it, that's going to be fire. Andrade and Apollo got to further their match and let Apollo talk. Apollo don't ever talk like they got so much over. And don't think that that Kevin Owens promo when he, last last week, when it came out and, and you know, kind of hijacked the show, wasn't exactly scripted for this moment. Because that's the reason why they did this. Because they know we got all these people that's waiting to come up. So how can we introduce them all in one segment? Flawless
1: booking. Flawless booking. So this is where, again, uh, I'm not entirely sure when he officially started, when the first show was, but... That could have the promo that Kevin Owens cut could have been Bischoff's way of saying, I know what's took place before, I know they've got so much talent here that isn't showcased, I know the fans are frustrated, I'm now going to put the spotlight on one of the wrestlers, who can address it, and now I'm going to put the spotlight on the people who haven't been showcased. So that could have been Bischoff's first big move or first big call to be like, Yes, there's an abundance of talent that has not been used and I'm about to start using these people.
3: Possibly. The, well, no, no. What? I'm sorry. There's only one negative that I have with this segment. Overall, it was good. And I want the world for Buddy Murphy, I really do. But someone, someone in the office has to change his Twitter password because... <laughs> <laughs> The tweets he sends out are just, they make him look like a fool. Because last week, I'll go in reverse chronological order. Last week he said, thanks Kevin Owens, talking about Kevin Owens bringing him up. And then in the promo this week he says, I don't need Kevin Owens to, Kevin Owens um, can, I'll slap my name out of his mouth. It's like, you didn't say that on Twitter last week. And then when Alistair Black's door knocked, Buddy Murphy tweeted out, knock knock, like a fool. (laughs) and then and then something (laughs) and then see when they first came on to Smackdown with his video he said something about I'm a best kept secret and they're desperate to have me no they weren't (laughs) it's like someone please be his, his Twitter manager because his tweets are just come on buddy Get but this
2: in. is where,
1: where Twitter and TV are completely different from one another, They're not, though. Not, the, not all not the all time.
3: Not all the time.
1: I know not all the time, but I see these a in, lot of the time it is, though,
3: as well. A lot of them are, are an extension of the, what's going on online. Becky Lynch's profile itself says o- only work gets done here. So, I, so I,
1: yeah, they, that applies to some, but not everyone.
0: That, well, that gives me a theory, though. Clive, you'll love this.
3: Yes, go for it.
0: <laughs> Recently, I'm talking like in the past few months. Since since she's come back healthy, Alexa hasn't looked great in the ring. She's done. She's done. Okay. She's never been great, but she's looked better in the past. Mm-hmm. And we know Buddy's never been a good promo, but he's been erratic. When they were they they officially broke oh. up.
1: I see where that's just
2: going. Yes, <laughs> well, yes.
0: sir, and this, this is legit though. When they were together, they openly admitted. Buddy, buddy helped Alexa with the wrestling. Alexa helped Buddy with his character with the cartoon promos. They don't have that no more. And you can see both of them on TV. I'm just saying, like, really look what you're saying, Clive. I haven't thought about it, but Buddy's Twitter has been out there, bro. He
3: uh, he could take a th- take a. A lesson or two from Mr Lorkin on the old Twitter game
0: Oh, only Lorkin's thought process to Twitter is just say everything in caps it makes it better uh,
3: <laughs> and it
1: works to touch, to, touch, to touch on the Alexa thing like I've never been a big fan of hers but see when it comes to like her see the crap that she's told to say and the stuff she's fed like she actually makes a good job of that Mm-hmm. And it just makes you think that if she was given a bit more freedom and free reign to go do what she wants, like, she would be even better than Mike. I think like, when people talk about, well, she's not good on the mic or, or her character and stuff like that, well... People say I've, I've seen people say that. Uh, Clive has. And we know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say it after the show. Um,
3: I've, not, I've not said that at all. Not you, I says. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I, I get the idea. I get the idea. So
1: Man. that's hilarious. And like, and she, she, I think she, she does the best she can in a shitty situation. And I know a lot. Not everyone. I'm just talking about. It's someone we both know, and it's not someone like on Twitter or anything like that. It's Someone completely like over here. That shits on her. Like her in-ring work has not for me. has never been that great. But yeah, like you said, in the last few months, it, she's it's almost as if she's regressed. So right, she she was
0: solid, and now, like you said, she's below average again. Go ahead.
3: So what we need is a GoFundMe to have Buddy Murphy <laughs> and Alexa Bliss rekindle the relationship with the their pig children as well.
0: <laughs> well, see, look, I don't know. I don't know that it can be fixed. Because Alexa took the pig. When you take the kids, it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that they can ever get back together. I, don't, I just don't see it, bro. Like, I knew it was over when Buddy, who had a WrestleMania title match as a champion, brought his homeboy to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's when I knew, okay, this is over. Yeah. So I, I don't, what we need to do is just find them somebody else. Let Buddy have somebody else who can help him with this. Get Buddy a manager.
3: Uh huh. Do you know why they split up?
0: Of they 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 were never. I don't know. Oh, well, I feel like you have a joke here. All right, yes, <laughs> just. No, I don't, Clive. Why did they break up?
3: Well, since you asked, um, Buddy was having a, a cheat day after an intense workout and decided to have a bacon sandwich.
0: <laughs> that'll do it that'll do it That's all even folks. worse if you tried to feed the bacon to Larry Steve
3: see I always thought his promos were just a bit too hammy for my liking
0: well there it is there it is ladies and gentlemen there we go <laughs> oh,
1: oh um anything else on Smackdown
0: um oh I have one how long has it been since the riots broke up can we please get Liv back to some new music
3: can I just say something about Liv Morgan there seems to be this um, uprising on Twitter that she's not been on TV and she deserves a break she was on Raw for about 1, a thousand episodes in a row last year so calm down with the Loves not being utilised enough she was on it plenty of times leading up to WrestleMania Happy Charlotte's
1: back as well yes so
3: is Andrade. Happy yes. Andrade's,
0: Andrade's back yes To to the Liv point, and you're absolutely right, the Wyatt Squad won every episode. But Liv hadn't even been seen on SmackDown since she got drafted.
3: So have many, many though.
0: And there's all of them, uh, Buddy Murphy, I'm Buddy's biggest fan. Like, yes, they all need to be utilized. Ember Moon, um, you're absolutely right. Um,
1: Last week was Roman's first match, I think, on SmackDown. No, Roman's wrestled quite a few. Then, has he? I just yeah. I just don't remember.
0: Well, the, yeah, because Roman wrestles so many matches. Now you don't know. The wild card has everything kind of it, skewed because you just see him wrestling. You're not thinking about the color of the damn uh, arena. But there is this surge, like it's like the people who think Dana Brooke all of a sudden is like a great wrestler. <laughs> Dana Brook is trash. Ooh. And God bless her. And she I hope she got, like, better. one better. Move now. Yeah, like she went from being. Tr- well, no, she had a nice cradle shock. I give her that. She had That was her finisher, the cradle shock. That was nice. So she has two. She got a nice senton bomb. But she's still trash. And I really hope she gets better, and I appreciate she's working better at it. But we've been through this with Lana. We've been through this with Eva Marie. We've been through this with Rosa Mendez. Like, when you're just not good, you're just not good. I
1: saw, I saw I a report that says that Eva Marie might be coming back.
0: <laughs> you know why they said that, right? Because Bailey uh, had, a, Bailey, had an inter- Bailey had an interview on um, FS1, right. and this this is the same interview where they talked the about CBA? the CBA, and she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I love it. Um, but yeah, Bailey said one of her favorite feuds was the feud with Eve Marie she had in Full oh, Sail no. because Eva got so much heat, she couldn't even talk. And Eva was like, I love you, Bailey, maybe we'll do it again. And you know how the dirt sheets are. That's news mm. to the dirt sheets.
3: Oh fuck. Dirt sheets, man.
1: Yeah. I know. Um Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about SmackDown.
3: I know you're wa- I know you're wanting to I, discuss this. Yeah, I will. So. Can I just
1: got to say this one thing about SmackDown? I love the way it ended. Cliffhanger.
0: Well,
1: it, it started It ended the same way, yeah. It was a cliffhanger where you had Shane ending it saying like I'm going to sort him out, I'm going to deal with him, he's not going to know what's going to come, he's he's going to get what's coming to him. I like, it's almost like that old school feeling to it, where sometimes Raw and Smackdown would end and just abruptly end, you're like, what the hell just happened, we need to tune into next week? So I like how it ended it makes you want to be like, right, let's tune in next Tuesday, see what happens now with Kevin Owens. I got a question
0: for both of y'all, but Clive, did you want to say anything before I ask you a question? No. My question for both of y'all is, and this stems from today so every day I listen to Busted Open that's the the serious XM radio show with um, Dave LaGreca who's just like a fan who works the radio and Bully Ray's on there that's Bully Ray's radio show, Mark Henry's on there on Tuesdays, but they were talking about the Kevin Owens situation and him using the stunner and them having an issue with it not because, they, not because it's not over but because they'd rather see Kevin Use something that is use his pop up power bomb and not not get the pops from the move get the pops from being who he is. I feel like he's getting the pops because we associate the stunner and the stunner on a McMahon with Stone Cold in that time. How do
1: you guys feel about Kevin Owens using the stunner? Clive, I know you have always been a huge Keo Mark, so you can you can start us off.
3: Um, I'd rather he didn't just because it doesn't seem to hit it well.
0: It just, well, part of
3: that is Shane. Just in general, it just seems a bit clumsy. And okay. Kevin Owens is not a clumsy wrestler for the most part. So just from that, I mean, the Stunner is a very protected move. It belongs to one of the Mount Rushmores of wrestling. So to see such a famous move being used by someone else other than Austin's quite jarring. That doesn't bother me because moves have been stolen for years and years. It's just... It's a bit messy. That's all. Purely aesthetics.
0: Okay, and that's fair. And because when you talk about moves, Bacon Lynch uses a version of the rock bottom now.
3: Oh, that's that's
2: bad. A lot of people.
0: So do. Is a, is a t- oh my God! Shawn Michaels had probably the most famous move at one point ever, and now The Bucks use it twenty-five times in a match. The Usos use it fifteen times in a match. So, but so when you just say about the nostalgia of it, I can't. I, I can't rock with that. But your point about it doesn't look very well, I can accept that because yes, it does look clunky. So I can understand that. Like that's a legitimate criticism to me.
3: Yeah,
1: I I fully understand. Um, maybe why they want to do it because, like you said, it harps back to the nostalgia thing. I I would agree with pulling. Mark Henry, etc. Because I think the pop-up powerbomb was such a unique finisher, anyway, in its own right. I would, and I understand that the stunner's a little easier to hit. So you can't exactly hit the pop-up powerbomb out of nowhere, kind of thing. The stunner, all it takes is a kick, and then you're straight into it. So you know you need to grab him from in and ropes, pick him, throw him up. It, you know it's it takes a while to to get to it. Maybe if he had a different movie to himself, I, I agree with that. I would have loved to have seen. Um, like I said, if he could use the popper bomb or just another move himself, I'm not a massive fan of. I wouldn't say stealing moves. I just think there's certain moves that people shouldn't use. I think the stun has been one of them. I, I believe the the tombstone is another one. I would rather people don't use that. Certainly, I don't like people kicking out of it. Um like you said, the super kick is just overdone now, it's in like every single match more or less. I feel there's certain moves that people shouldn't touch. And that's not a knock on KO. I just think he's that damn great that you didn't need, he can do he can develop another move yeah, that he, can be He
3: not
1: need that. Kind of as effective or, you know, I would rather he got I well, think I think I think he is over as opposed to it's the move I think people I think people have always wanted to like Keo because I think there's a lot to like about him.
3: See, Kevin Owens' favourite wrestler is Austin, so I can understand he would be and, wanting and to
1: it. Aust- and Austin himself tweeted out saying, like, that's perfectly and stuff like that. Like, what you've done is great. If they, let, if they let Owens use his real finisher,
0: the package pile driver, we wouldn't be talking about any of mm. this. Yeah. But, but he can't use that. No. And one, one more thing before we move on to Bray Wyatt or whatever you guys want to move on. And every every single example you can give me, I can tell you of somebody who else has used it. You talk about the tombstone. At the I'm time at the time, at the time when Taker and Kane were using it, just Incredible was used at the same time as it's finished. Yeah. Like Magnus uses the tombstone. Like there's there's every Willie Mack right now uses the Sunner. Like, so at what point I guess my question is, and it's a legit question. At what point will we be okay with it? Because I'd rather i uh, n I'd rather another star use it organically than I, I will say I will say that's the one that's the one criticism. I would have liked it for for a new person to have built it up than for somebody who had existing furniture to start using it. But I don't care that somebody using a stunner and I just think that's a really that's an interesting conversation because we have such a nostalgia to these moves. But it's certain moves we're cool with other people using, certain moves we're not. Like, that conversation is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to hijack the show, but my, I
1: just want your opinion. My, I. It's funny because I don't want people using a tombstone. I probably don't want people using a sharpshooter. I don't want people using, um, like, certain other moves and what's funny about it is certainly the first two moves that I've mentioned are probably two of my three favourites of all time so Come read on. into that how you will favourites you know, my fa- I don't want you using my favourites move yep. like I, I can't get rid of that kiddie thing inside me when it comes to that but at the same time I think just like I said about KO he's that damn great that he could do something on his own and he doesn't need to use this uh-huh.
0: Package pile driver. If they trusted him, if, if, so if they, I, like, if they, the pile driver would be perfect in two scenarios right now. If you let KO use the package pile driver, and can you tell me the revival wouldn't get over if they started using, like, the super driver?
3: Mm. That's a bet.
0: Like, what mm. I mean by super driver, I just mean it's like Dash holding them in and, like, Dawson come off the top rope and yeah, then yeah, they... Yeah you know what I mean like they would get so because that's so old school
1: it fits them but mm-hmm. well, I'm done I'm sorry I'm shut we, up we, we might eventually get people using a power driver because wasn't well again how true it was I think there was an element of truth to it that Vince did not want AJ using the Styles Clash and now we see it often enough well what so, so the story about that
0: is that they were scared that Vince wouldn't like it so they never told him that was his finish right? Nobody ever said that, that's why he started using the, the that's why he started using the phenomenal forearm because people didn't know that was a finish and then he just started winning matches with the Styles Clash and this was like hey that's a nice move and they're like we got him
1: because they were told him that would have put in his mind. I I've, I want to say Jericho mentioned that they used it in a match but didn't tell Vince what it was. Yep, they just didn't make Nate the reference to it. But yeah, um. Shall
3: we just get to what I wanted what I have been wanting to discuss all night? Just one thing and this is just one quick segue because we're getting close to the end. The best finisher I've seen in months and months uh, Evolve 131 Josh Briggs very simple move but my god is it effective he lifts a person up as if he's going to do a choke slam turns it into a powerbomb. Fantastic. That's all I've got to say on that.
0: When you're when you're fucking 6'10", <laughs> oh, you can do that. You can do shit like that.
3: Brilliant move. Anyway, by
0: the way, Josh Briggs and Austin Theory will be in NXT by this time next year. I'm just telling you.
3: Okay, I I liked Josh Briggs. I've still still to finish evolve. Um, time got away from me. I've got to see the last two matches, but I do intend on revisiting it very soon. Uh, shout out to Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle, who every time he wrestles wins me over more and more. So Matt Riddle. Here's a here's a kiss blown your way, son.
1: You like a year ago, this would never have happened.
3: No, I want Matt Riddle, and I want Matt Riddle to be my pal.
0: <laughs> he's a really cool dude. He, he seems like a really cool guy.
3: He's he's a fucking fucking brilliant wrestler. <laughs> I
1: would love I would love to go to Amsterdam with Matt Riddle. I bet. you Yeah, well, that many people would. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine uh, can
1: you imagine Matt Riddle and Alistair Black eventually? My god. Uh, just put
0: just put him in a
1: cave. Well, I, I, I thought you meant in Amsterdam together.
0: Oh well <laughs> a- a- Alistair's a- from Amsterdam, so I mean you yeah. know uh, he knows uh, m- right.
3: the good cafes then. <laughs> yep. Yes, the
0: cafes,
1: that's exactly
3: what they're going for, yes. Um highlight
1: of a the night. the lip goose the what were your thoughts on finally seeing seeing Bray? I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs>
0: joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Go ahead, Clef. Um,
3: I liked it. I wasn't hot on it. I just think it's been. It was good. I enjoyed it. I'm not as I've never been as hot on it. I've I've never been as hot on Bray Wyatt as Ricky has. Um, It was very good though. The music slowing down. The tease of his new music as well. He was wearing the mask and the new gear in the ring, which I liked. Um, Happy with it. I
0: I will tell you that if I would have pictured the perfect entrance. And re and re the reemergence of that character, it wouldn't have been as good as they did it. That was as perfect as I could have imagined it being. The music stopping, the music slowing down to a different speed. Oh, that was excellent. The, it was excellent. All the lights turning off at different times, and then the, I don't know if you saw it, but they put the little lights up underneath the turnbuckles last second to make that those those lights, mm-hmm. and him just there. With just the now the only problem I had was he was in the Sister Abigail too long. But that's no, was wrestling too, uh, semantics. Yep, yep, yep. That's wrestling semantics. I like
1: I can ignore that.
3: What I found but... interesting about it was that it was against Finn Balor who There's still unfinished business, there. There is still unfinished business before um Bray went to the compound and got deleted and all that stuff. So it's interesting that it was Finn Balor that he came for because now, this is why you pay attention to what they say on Twitter. Did Finn, Finn Balor has apologised to many people on Twitter. Did they apologise to Finn Balor? Mean apologized? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, apologised. Yeah. He has
0: not apologised to Finn. There you go. No. He apologised to Roman in The Shield. He apologised to Rock. He apologised to Cena.
3: apologised awesome.
0: to Jericho. Jericho, everybody, but he didn't apologise to Finn. And... And it, from from an outside kayfabe perspective with Finn being gone gonna leave for a couple- for a couple of months if this really is happening it's a perfect way to put over a character that needs to be put over and you can revi- the fiend versus the demon eventually at like a summer at a survivor series or a red rumble is going to be fire and 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 look Brayden has to dress in drag to have the match, so this is a win win <laughs> yeah
3: mm.
1: Right. Uh. When as soon as this light start, as soon as this light started to go out, I immediately knew it was
3: Bray.
1: hmm Yep. The, I said Rance, I agree with Rance, who was in a sister with Abigail for too long. The moment you kind of saw him with a mask, I leaped out of my I was on a train at this point. <laughs> and I and it, and I even jumped up in the, the train early in the morning. No one's on it. So I'm, I've jumped out of my seat. Um, I was so hyped and so pumped. Now, what they, sh- what they need, that they have to do now, next week on Raw, Bray must appear. As Bray yep with his little jumper on and stuff yep and walk up to Finn as if nothing happened
3: yes dog yes fucking brilliant
1: yes Yes. it was his alter ego or whatever that done it and he doesn't know
3: yes if they don't
1: do that next week that is an opportunity missed
3: Ricky that might be the best thing that's ever came out of your mouth and that includes saying I do to your wife
1: thank you well hold on Whoa, whoa 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 no that could be true it's pretty Um, (laughs) So, that's what needs to happen. Um, That's fire, bro. That's fire. And now, after that, now, if Finn is going away for a couple of months, Bray Wyatt has to put him in a hospital bed. I said it last week or the week before, I said at some point, Bray Wyatt must literally, key or in real life, I don't care, must put someone in a hospital bed. You cannot have him after... After, it feels like a good couple of months now couple of months build to have him lose straight away um well that's why the Finn match is perfect because if Finn is leaving Finn gotta lose Yep, and then if he does come back and we get the Fiend versus the Demon I'm sorry the Demon better suffer his first loss well
0: revisionist history the Demon lost to Samoa Joe at, at at a takeover oh yes so it's not the
1: first time yeah Ah, I was so happy to see him, LSA, But next week they must they must play out that scenario. So can I tell you something funny about the story?
0: Mm-hmm. So me and my my youngest daughter are are watching are watching Raw. My eight year old, and this happens. And like you, Rick, I jumped out of the bed and like like had my hands on my head, like shocked that it was happening. It's so hype. And my daughter was like creeped out. She looked at me and she said, Daddy, don't the know little kids watch this
3: show? Now I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to have nightmares after what I saw of Drake Maverick, not where.
1: Uh... <laughs> so if that, see, see if that was someone else's kid, like not not my own or like um, yeah. not my friend's kids, I would have got that Was that, that Michael Jordan meme. Yeah. Get help. That. <laughs> eh?
3: The stop and get help one?
1: No, the other one, the F them kids. (laughs) Kids, I'm sorry, I don't care. Brace back. (laughs) I
0: I essentially said that to her myself. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And by the the way, the Drake Maverick, the little Drake Maverick mention, I legit thought he ain't had no drawers on. I was so scared. I know. (laughs) I legitimately but did I didn't have no jaws. Did you see the video before Smackdown? Yes, of him walking around in the shirt and the jacket with just, just the white the skivvies, if you will. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor bastard. <sighs> uh, Fantastic. I, I had hey, to, man. Go ahead. I had to tweet out uh, there that I uh, have to teaser for the podcast that Ricky just dropped the best fantasy booking I've ever heard in all my life.
0: That 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 is the only concern about this Bray Wyatt character. How are they going to play the difference between the fiend and Funhouse Bray? And man, look, are we ever going to get another Funhouse? Because them th- those show those vignettes are were classic.
3: That'll be the next uh, Miss TV thing: the papers put the fun, the Funhouse thing.
0: You know what WWE is—the type of company that would that will like overdo it. So they would. um, yeah, you know what I mean. But then, can you do it live with the puppets?
1: <laughs> Tables? No, I think it will need to be all like vignette or vignettes so or like backstage segments, like tape segments.
0: So so it's got to be like, you remember the old Miz and Morrison dirt sheet shows they used to do?
1: Yep.
0: Maybe they need to do that, just have it pre-taped and like have somebody come to the funhouse pre-taped.
3: Yeah. Like the fashion files? <sighs> yeah, like they might.
0: They might even have Finn next week well no Finn if I'm Finn so you said you booked it perfectly Finn needs to be walking around pissed looking for Bray and Bray walks up like hey guy how you been what you up to
3: it's quite funny because Finn and the fiends just walk about with a smile on their face the whole time <laughs>
0: Speaking of, we talked about, uh, the issue with Ricochet earlier. Dog, if I see Finn on Monday and he's just walking around smiling, like, bro, send him the fuck away. Like, get away for like two months. Like, you have to, you, I, you, these guys have to understand that the crowd is reacting off of how you react. Mm-hmm. So if you sell the beat down, like John Cena was notorious for this, he would get thrown through like 15 check tables and like glass panes and he went through a spotlight and the next time you see him, he's just the same guy. Like, bro, can you sell a little bit?
3: I oh, know. <laughs>
1: I remember Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose had that was it last match standing match at Royal Rumble.
3: And they sold it in the Rumble later K-O,
1: on. KO literally dragged his body along the floor to get into the Rumble match. KO, K-O is, a, is a treasure. He is the gem.
3: So,
1: oh, by the way, I don't know, this is never going to happen. I just came into my head. I'd be on board for Sami Zayn ending Kofi's title reign.
0: I'd be on board for Sami Zayn getting something substantial for the
1: first time in his career. Mm.
3: <laughs> How
1: about that, Sami's? If they wanted, he, he could be the number one face of that company if they truly wanted that to happen. Who would have thought in
0: 2019 Kevin would be the generic, the, <laughs> not, not generic, but the like the the genuine baby face, and Sami Zayn would be like the pompous heel.
1: Mm. This will be a good show. Um, So, before we finish up, shall we end with a little quiz, Clive?
3: Yep. Do you want to hear a live rendition? Always. Since it's quiet and, well, since there's children asleep it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and Rance a fucking WWE quiz sorry guys that had low energy and was shit and I profusely <laughs> apologize Mate.
0: I'm fine with it that's okay I, I always enjoy the live version You sh- what you should do you should record the live version and put it on Twitter for the people so they can enjoy all this goodness that we enjoy.
3: Yeah, for that, <laughs> that can be their text tone. <laughs> right. So the quiz this week uh, its not exactly an anagram. It's acronyms. Now, we did this once before where it was wrestlers. An acronym of their full name, for instance, B-I-T-M, was, sorry, B I <laughs> B T H. H was Brett the Hitman Hart. G- J-T-S-R was Jake the Snake Roberts. So I'm going to give you acronyms and you have to guess what it is. It's not exclusive to wrestlers. So, I'm terrible at this. Ricky, what's your buzzer? It's been a while. I
1: spit. I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Rance. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> Can I change mine
3: now? Can
1: I change mine to Yowie wawe Uh huh. Such a brave mark. Very good.
3: Uh, what, what's someone call my mama? What's that from?
0: Well, uh, so you know from Brothers Clay, but originally that was uh, Ernest the Cat Miller.
3: Right. Uh, okay, you ready? Yep. Sorry, I still don't know what you're talking about anyway. <laughs> i just remember. I am just the whitest guy in Scotland. I ha- I know nothing. <laughs> he
1: really is. He
3: really is. Right, the first one is a signature move of a wrestler. Right, and I will give more clues. So it's a signature move, not exactly the finisher. W I T W. W I. Oh um um. Somebody called my mama. Rance.
0: Whisper in the wind.
3: Well done. Oh, I'm gonna get
0: fucking destroyed here.
3: Do you know that? You you,
0: you, rem- you, you, know I'm actually in a quiz competition. I have to show off today. That's ah, I'm
3: terrible. At this. That's Elton John's favorite move. Like a whisper in the wind.
0: Well done, sir. Well done.
3: Uh, next question. This is a a New Japan pay per view. R T D.
0: Um. Somebody come yeah, to mind. I, I
3: Forgot my puzzle. Uh, road, road to dominion. Correct. Number three. A w, a WCW pay per view. B A T B. Yeah, we are we. at the beach. Correct. No, I've noticed. Know how? Um, I won't go down this road. But there's been many comparisons between AEW and WCW. Well, do you know how WCW had bash pay-per-views all the time? Do you think AEW are going to have lots of fight pay-per-views?
0: Fights or fests, yes. It seems like that's the case,
3: yes. I'll just leave that there. Uh, Number four. Uh, uh, A very famous catchphrase of a very famous wrestler. L-T-S-D- L-T-S-T mm-hmm. um, Movie star oh, oh, oh,
0: somebody call my mama Rance Lay or Layeth
3: oh. Yeah, I've got the Layeth, the smacketh down here 3-1 to Rance Number 5 This is a WWE F pay-per-view I-Y-H-S-B Oh,
0: somebody call my mama somebody call my mama in your, ah. house, in your House Seasons Beatings
3: Correct
1: I loved it In Your House stuff
3: Now this was a stipulation of a a well-remembered match in nineteen ninety nineteen ninety nine. 1999 L H O L H
1: L H O L H
3: Yep
0: What was it L H O L H Yep Oh uh, um, somebody called my mama Lance Love her or leave her Oh
3: yes it is <sighs> uh, Come
0: on Rob Rob Ra- Ra-
1: are you listening What's the come thing? on Rob Come on Rob uh, He's going to do better than me. I'm doing terrible at the moment. Make out, it
3: respectable, Rob. Shout out to Test. Oh, this. <laughs> uh, I wonder what his clue will be in the Who Am I?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, he could, he could definitely hear his shout out right now.
3: Oh. <laughs> Oh man. Right, this is a number seven and it's five one. Number seven. This is a a high a high impact move that's done by many people. S F P B
0: Somebody call my mama.
3: Rance.
0: Sunset flip powerball.
3: Jesus Christ man, you are on a tear. I'm terrible
0: terrible
1: anagrams.
3: Uh Oh, we noticed. <laughs> Number eight. Right, Ranch has won this, by the way, so. But we'll that. We'll it. It. Number eight. This is uh, an A-grade minus finisher. I don't mean quality, I mean, it's not the exact finisher of a match, but <laughs> it's in a finishing sequence, all right? Might catch you off guard. S-O-N. S-O-N
0: I have no idea but I know this is not it so I'm I, I'm probably gonna need another clue
3: Do you want a clue Ricky? I need
1: I need many clues
3: Okay um, this move is used by Io Shirai at the moment under a different name
0: Oh somebody call my mama Rance a 619 Well done See, I was going to say sit out neck breaker, but I was like, that doesn't seem like what it would be. But yeah, I got
3: you. I thought that would throw you with the, the numbers over.
0: You did. That's You did. That's exactly what it was.
3: Number nine, uh, tag team from the mid teens of wrestling. PTP.
0: Simple, Somebody call cool. my mom. Well, go ahead.
3: He, he, got, it. he well, got it. He got it. He got it without Yali, the buzzer. Yeah, I Yay Number 10 A finisher move F-S-F-S F-S-F-S,
1: F-S-F-S.
3: Mm-hmm
1: Yowie wowie. Ricky Fuck's sake Fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> No <laughs>
3: No Why hey. you
1: playing? You sure that's not an indie That's not
0: an indie finishing move? <laughs> <laughs> F-S-F-S as a finishing move
3: Yep
1: I, Yeah
3: I need a hint. Um Oh how would I go about Oh
1: um yeah, Wami we can I guess uh-huh. He has something in common With Matt Riddle He would also like to go to Amsterdam
3: So what's your guess Five star frog splash Well done a, a semi, a semi respectable, seven, respectable seven three. You didn't die. Right,
1: sorry, I redeemed myself at the end there. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Rob. Good luck.
0: Well, well, the only one, the only one he really got that I didn't know was that last one. The other two, he just got
1: it before me. So hey, good job.
3: Uh, congratulations, Rob. If
1: you're nice to me, and you say nice things to me in the group and on Twitter, I'll slide you the questions.
3: Uh, he's, the only, he's the only Rob if you're not I know, I know. <laughs> Rob if you're not nice to me I'll give you lots of revival questions
1: oh something just popped into my mind and I'll say it off air about the final of the quiz ok yeah. uh,
3: right Ricky you want to do all the stuff
1: yes um, so you can listen to us the Ricky and Clyde Vestland show on the Social Suplex podcast network where you can also find other shows such as Keeping It Strong style with Jeremy Jeremy and Josh aka J&J Security One Nation Radio with Rich and James All Things Elite um, NXT Now Then Forever um, hopefully we'll get another episode of that soon it's been a few weeks um, since James dropped one uh, we also have grown men watch this shit and the newest addition to the network is Get In The Ring. Um, subscri- hit the subscribe button and you can get access to the podcast and all columns. We are again Ricky and Clive. Find out, Follow us on Twitter at Ricky and Clive. Check out the Social Suplexes Facebook group uh, and that is at, is sorry, that is The Wrestling Squared Circle. Um also you can download the Outsider's Edge every Friday morning or after Friday for me it is. Um but yeah, before we go, Ranch, you wanna let the people know where they can find you and your podcast?
0: Yes, you can find me at Rab Ropes. <laughs> um, no, it's Ray Cash, re and Mysterio and dollars Outsider's Edge is at Outsider's Edge C-S um, Shout out to Social Suplex as I am a Social Suplex alumni but we are at The Chair Shot now That is at TheChairShot.com where you this is where Kyle would say
1: always use your head Also um, you can buy your own Rick and Climb Wrestling T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees as well as Keeping your Strong Style, as well as One Nation Radio, and the Social Suplex t-shirts as well.
3: And for our UK listeners, you can also buy your t-shirt in pre-mark. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, really. No, you can't. Uh, thank you.
1: But, for... um, before we go, um, Clive, you want to lead us out?
3: I just wanted to thank Grant for coming on. It was a nice addition to the show.
1: a pleasant surprise, and, mm. and Rob as well.
3: Uh, but... Well, we on you go
0: I was going to say anytime I'm available anytime you guys will have me you know man I feel like Ricky and Clive in Friends really means Ricky and Clive in Rance so you know
1: for a long period it did for a long long period
3: you know we're going to get some people moaning about that
1: (laughs) well in fairness I. I I think Rance has appeared more than anyone probably no I think it has definitely
3: well as a treat for him as a treat for you Rance no uh, now this hasn't been fleshed out So <laughs> do, you,
0: do we need to stretch you want us to stretch for you while you think
3: about it that's alright so they had some painters in doing the they were painting the performance centre just nice performance centre paint right so they're painting the outside and Shawn Michaels Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano rocked up and the painter sillily asked those three guys what do you think of the paint? It's like, ah, it's not bad, but it could do with about 10 more finishes. <laughs> that's
0: pretty, good. I'm I like pretty that good. I like that one. That's, that's
1: pretty good. <laughs> that's legitimately good.
3: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
1: All right, so, thank you again, folks, for downloading and listening, and
3: we'll be back next week. Take care, folks. Yahweh <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.